Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, welcome into the Thunder and Lightning post game show here on the Spotify Green Room. I'm Brian Haydad, and it is Egg Bowl week. So if your mind's not right, you've got five days. Uh, Mississippi State's mind was right today. 55 10 is the final score. Uh, dominant performance by the Bulldogs. They didn't give up a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Uh, only gave up 205 yards of offense, 600 yards of total offense for the Bulldogs. Will Rogers, another fantastic day for a guy who only played two and a half quarters, 28 of 34, 391, five touchdowns. Now the all time single season record holder for yards and touchdowns in a season. And Mississippi State uh, taking Dak Prescott's record uh, on pace now to be the all time leading passer for a single season in the state of Mississippi's history for an FBS school. Uh, will have a great chance against Ole Miss to be uh, the all the second leading passer in SEC history for a single season. Um, I mean, he just keeps he just keeps doing it. Uh, Makai Polk ties Fred Ross's record, uh, 88 catches on the season. He had nine catches for a buck ten today and a touchdown. Uh, Austin Williams three touchdowns on the day, uh, first Bulldog since 2016 to do so. That was Donald Gray at Sanford. Just a really good day for them. up and down the lineup. Nothing went wrong for them. And, and I think the best part is, from what I can tell, injury-free. Injury-free. So now it's the Egg Bowl, and now it's time to start turning our attention on to that. But if, whatever you guys want to talk about today, you know that's the deal. We'll be happy to do it. Josh Watson's going to be up first. And then hey, I Brian, uh, just let me interrupt real quick. Uh, we are getting a lot of feedback by whoever's sitting near you. So if you do have a head, okay, we hear someone talking, so uh, you may want to put on a headset or something. I have on a headset, right? We were just messing this up. We go down to the Tennessee State right now. Okay. Uh, if somebody else, am, am I wrong in the chat? Uh, and I, I, I'm hearing a lot of feedback from somebody. But now I don't know. I mean, I'm just sort of out here in the open, so that could very well be the case. Let's swing over here to the uh, Tennessee State room. I think they were done. Yeah, everybody's here in the same thing I am. Okay, it's no big deal. Oh, Will Boyd is here. Well, he can give us some predictions about what's going to happen tonight. Let's see. Anybody in here? Doesn't appear so. All right. All right, we'll try this. That's better. Better. All right. All right, then. And then we will get us started. Here's Josh Watson, Justin Strawn. Uh, if you guys want to talk, just line up in the queue and we will get to you. Josh, you're up first. What you got tonight or today? Hey, can y'all hear me, Brian? Oh, you're very low. All right. Hey, come back to me. i got to swap some stuff around. Okay, then. We're off to a rousing start here today. Uh, Justin Strawn will join us now. Justin, are you there? Come on, Justin. We see you chatting. Sorry, the chat wouldn't go away. Are y'all's minds right? What is happening here? I'm glad we've got five days to get this straight. Can you hear me? We're going here. Yeah, I can hear you. You're good. You're good. Okay. Uh, just real quick, there's not much to talk about with this game, obviously, but on a scale of one to ten these days, how surprised are you whenever Will Rogers has an incompletion? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I find myself uh, – 
more like getting nervous watching these drives because they just take so many plays. But I'm at the point now where I have confidence, and I feel like that you're that you're right that like when he misses, I'm like, what the heck happened on that play? So, I mean, he's just he's just playing at a really high level. This is one of the things that, that we were just talking a second ago about Rodgers and, and some of the hate he's getting. And hate may be a strong word, but some of the detractors. It's like it's not a law that he has to complete these passes. You know, it's not like, you know, he's allowed to just hand the ball to the, to the receiver. He has to make the throws. And he's doing a fantastic job of that. He's completing almost 80% of his passes. I mean, these are, these are the kind of numbers that you'd be, you would definitely struggle to put up on a video game. So it's just annoying. Yeah, you're right, though, Justin. He is definitely playing at a, at a really high level right now. And I mean, look, when he does make a mistake, it makes you wonder. Look, look at the performances he's had in the last like six games compared to, to the earlier. This this is a different yeah. player since the A and M game, right? He's he's just been better. He had the yeah, bad news really Alabama, but that's Alabama, you know. So. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh Watson. Though, let's let's see if you're good now. All right, that should be better. I was trying with my earbuds, and I don't think that was going too well. So, no, I guess not. Yeah. So I guess that went. I mean, that went pretty much how we all expected it to go, and how it should have mm-hmm. went. Um, so pretty happy with the outcome. Not very happy with the jerk. We got to have something to complain about, though. Uh, <laughs> so, but hey, look, I'm, I'm just telling you. You call. You said something about a blowout last week. That's why I was tweeting you last week. You said something about a blowout. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you got to be careful. Remember what happened during the Arkansas game. You don't want everybody. So here's to- what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. I'm tired of being careful. And I'm tired of, of trying to, oh, uh, well, we'll see. enough. Enough. State's better than Ole Miss. They're going to win. Leroy they can win comfortably if they play well. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of tre- tiptoeing. I'm tired of treading around it. Enough. Enough. I hope you're right. Alabama fans don't tread around it. LSU fans don't tread around it. When they're better, they're better. And I'm not saying State's at that level, but I'm, 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 I'm done playing safe. I'm going to put it out there this week. Hell yeah. Leroy Jenkins, man. Let's go for it. There we go. All right. Brian, thanks, Josh. Brian's safe word is more. <laughs> Harder is my safe word. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Kivas Wright, and then Tim Lang will join us. Kivas, are you there? I'm here, Brian. What's up, man? Hey, What's hey, going I love on? It. You, you have your mind right. I love it. My mind is right. Hey, I'm I'm getting there myself. Hey, we took care of business today. Hey, there's only one one way now. Mm-hmm. And you and you know what it is. It, it's egg bowl time. Yes. And I I'm getting my mind right. All right. Well, we got still got five days. We're still plenty of time to do it if you don't feel completely locked in. So not a big deal. Not a big deal. But, but as I was saying, I, I love the way that Rogers was throwing down the field today. It was, like I, said, I don't care who the opponent was, all those downfield throws. Work, look real good for him. Uh, all in all, a good day, and that's all I got to say. Thanks, Davis. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, the, the downfield stuff. And he knew. He felt like he knew that would happen today. That, that the the uh, the the opportunities were going to be there, and, and State took advantage of them. The, the throw to Polk was a good one. Uh, the the Heath, honestly, not a long throw, but. I was just glad to see somebody break a tackle and make a long run, which is what Malik Heath did. He's played really well the last two weeks, by the way. And, and, yeah, he, and a game he looks totally Ra-Ra different. Thomas, yeah, Ra-Ra Thomas was out today. Christian Ford out today. Tula Griffin out today. All of those guys, from what I was told, if today had been the Egg Bowl, they all could have played. But 
you had no need to, to stress it, so that's what they that's where they went with that. And, and I know I mentioned this in our group text, but I'll say this again for this. Can you imagine if we played this team the first game? We would have thought we were going undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been something. It's Tennessee State. I, I, I'm just one of those guys that's like, if you're playing a game like this where you're totally outmatched, sort of throw the kitchen snake sink at things. Right. Just content to like sort of run the ball and play play action. I was like, you know, that's this is not going to work. They well, looked well, far worse than Jackson State and Alcorn that we've played in the past. Yes, yes, no, no question about that. All right, Tim Lank, you're up. Then we don't have anybody in the queue, so if we want to keep this going, uh, you guys jump in. Or we're going to ask questions in the chat as well. Tim, are you there? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan stole my thunder. It definitely feels better to, to win an FCS game number 11 of the season when you feel like the team's got momentum than wondering, hey, is this real? And this Moorhead's offense that looks great against FCS or going to be real? No, um, you're, yeah, you're right about that. But at the same time, you know, some we were asking today, people were asking me, you know, do you really get anything out of these kind of games? And I think the only thing you get is – you keep your starters sharp by playing them for a quarter or two, and then you get your young guys in. So that's really all you can gain. Absolutely. Go ahead, Tim. You had another question? Yeah. One of the things I think, I mean, we got to definitely keep some of these wide receiver coaches because it's awesome to see these kinds of games back to back to back where we've just got almost no drops. And I would say not only is an incompletion a rarity, a drop's only like one a game. So. I mean, from a few years back when it was so frustrating to watch, I mean, Nichols and Spurrier can't get more credit. Yeah, those two guys are really good coaches, and Spurrier are also an outstanding recruiter. Uh, you know, he's the guy who sort of worked on Marquez Dorch and, and got him to, to, to flip, and, and he's, he was a big piece keeping Antonio Harmon last year and getting him in, into the boat late. So Spurrier is a future head coach. I mean, I don't think there's any – you know, he's obviously the uh, – the genealogy would sort of lead you to believe that. I think he's, he's a big-time coach. Right? And if that uh, athletic piece, he was about the – besides Tony Hughes, he was the only Mississippi State coach that had, was mentioned multiple yeah. times by different coaches about doing yeah. a really good job with Mississippi recruits. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to recruit. I mean, he, look who his dad is. He knows what he's doing. All right, we got a bunch of people in the queue now. Let's get to Scott Upton. Taylor Ball, you'll be after him. Scott, are you there? Hey, man, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. What's going on? Oh, not much. Hey, look, everybody needs to get behind Will Rogers. Um, you know, I don't know what the deal is or, or what he's doing. He's putting up the numbers that he's supposed to put up and, and Leach's offense, and I just don't understand why, why all the hate. But the question I have is uh, did I didn't get to – I'm over at a friend's house, and, and I didn't get to really watch. But uh, what about the newcoming guys, the, the, the people that hadn't played much? How did they do in the game today? They didn't play much, Scott. I'll be totally honest with you. No Sawyer Robertson today. Uh, no Katravian Hargrove. I didn't see Antonio Harmon. Uh, Teddy Knox had a, had a kick return late in the game where he looked all right but didn't have a catch. Honestly, by the end of it, it there weren't a lot of scholarship players out there. There was just a lot of walk-ons. So uh, some of the guys we hope to see. Now, defensively, sort of the opposite. You did see some guys, especially throughout the game. I mean, I think Javon Banks was in uh, on, on the second drive of the game and had a sack. Um, you saw a lot of DeCamry Richardson, William Hardrick played today. Uh, Ty Cooper played. John Lewis played. Uh, you saw a lot of uh, Aaron Odom. Uh, saw, you know, just, just all sorts of guys on defense. But offensively, the names we talked about all week, unfortunately, didn't play well. Jim Baker, I see your question about Albert Reese. First off, let's talk about Albert Reese. The man is a giant, an absolute giant. Can't wait to see him play. 
I, I thought the offensive line when they went to the second string guys was just good. So no, no, no issues there. So thanks, Scott. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, who yeah, we got what, next to? What's the deal with Leach not playing the younger players on offense? I, it's I don't real. I, I don't. It is weird. I, I, you know, but you know, Chance Loveridge practices hard. So he deserves a chance to play. So I'm not going to really hate on that decision too much. I mean, I would like to see Sawyer Robertson, but, you know, is it really anything to get him in this game with, with nothing going on? Just, just just, wait on him, I guess. That's what we're going to have to do. All right, who's up next? Taylor Ball and then Alan Kimbrough. Taylor, you're there. Hey. Uh, What's up, man? Two, two things. One is just more of a uh, – it could be true. Hopefully it's true from the message board. Percy Lewis, that number one Juco tackle, skipped his mm-hmm. old miss unoffic- unofficial and actually was at the game today in Starkville. So that could be huge replacing That's a cross big, if that happens. Big piece for MSU uh, if, they, if they can get him, yes. Yeah, the momentum on the trail is looking really good right now. Looking just good. A, looking just good. a question stats-wise for you. What's more surprising to you, Rogers' stat line so far this year or the fact that Polk may get to 100 and 1,000 uh, this year, which we haven't had a receiver do that in ever? So, so what I what I would say is thanks thanks for the question, Taylor. Um, Roger's stat line is probably a little bit ahead of what I projected. I projected him to to break Dak's record, so maybe I thought he would be at four thousand by the end of the year. So he he's ahead of that. The receiver thing, I mean, if you had told me before the season that hey, one receiver really took off, and I mean, the fact that it's Polk is, is not. Uh, it's not, you know, overly surprising. I, if you had said one guy, Heath, Wally, whoever it was, that somebody went for a hundred and a thousand, I'd have been like, okay, State must have been pretty good. But that's not overly surprising in this offense. But Polk, I, I called out Bruce Feldman the other day on Twitter. They he, he retweeted a list they had done back in the summer, the top one hundred impact transfers, a hundred players, and Makai Polk wasn't on the list. He's just leading the SEC in receiving. So that's not not, wow. not, not Bruce's best work there for sure. All right, let's go to uh, Alan Kimbrough and then TJ Ha. You are next. Alan, are you there? Alan, are you there, man? Uh, doesn't look good. All right, we'll move over to TJ and then Caleb Hamill will join us. TJ, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear I can't. What's going on, man? Well, not a lot. Just watching the game, watching the way Lovertich played when he come in, and no disrespect to the kid. The kid, kid kid's a good, solid quarterback, but how stupid mm-hmm. do the guys that were on that, that whole start Lovertich train at the beginning of the year over Rodgers, how stupid do they look? <laughs> well, I mean, you know as well as I do, the, the backup quarterback is always the most uh, popular guy. And there's a lot of people on the start Robertson train. To be totally honest, and we haven't seen him throw a pass. And then, you know, there was even some when Loverditch played against Vanderbilt and he had a, that good final drive and he showed a little mobility. They're like, well, maybe we should come up with a package. Well, Rogers is what the guy, guys. What maybe keeps coming to mind for me is, uh, is that one deep ball that Loverditch threw over the middle where he was probably six or seven yards long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that just spoke volumes to me of the consistency that we've gotten out of Rodgers because, gosh, we've only seen four of those throws from Rodgers outside of the Alabama game over the past six weeks. And uh, while while Levertage is not a bad kid, Rodgers Rodgers is just next level now. I don't think he's next level at – on the pros. I'm not ready to pull that trigger. But as far as hitting Leach's system, the guy's incredible. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Thanks for the uh, the question, TJ. Rogers is definitely definitely getting it done. 
as far as being working within the system. And again, when Ole Miss fans want to hit you with he's a system quarterback, every quarterback is a system quarterback. All right, a right. wishbone quarterback is a system quarterback. Nobody, nobody just goes out there and 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 throws for a five, five, four hundred yards and five touchdowns in spite of the system. You ever see a commentator say, well, the play calling was terrible, but thankfully he's such a great player he overcame it? I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah. Hey, we got a good question in the uh, chat. Sure, go ahead. Would you you rather us land, uh, I believe his name is Otis, O-A-T-I-S, or or K. Rogers? Kamari Rogers? That's a good question. Both of those guys would be early impact guys. Um, And State doesn't really have a true nose guard after Pickering uh, next year. So that would put pressure on them. To, they would have to land a big-time guy, maybe a Juco guy or a portal guy, if they didn't get Otis. But Kamari Rogers is a guy that, you know, if he wasn't coming off of ACL, I would tell you that he could challenge to start alongside Emmanuel Forbes next year. I mean, that, a four-star shutdown corner. I just feel like in this state, you can always find defensive linemen, but you can't always find elite corners like that. So I would probably – I would take Rodgers if I had to. All right. Uh, Caleb Hamill is up next. Caleb, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Brian. Uh, first of What's all, up, how man? good was your uh, press box Wi-Fi to stream Chelsea today? So <laughs> I, I misread that. They were playing 1230 England time. So that's 6.30 our time. I just happened to wake up at 7, and I looked on Twitter, and I saw they had already scored. I was like, what the hell? So I ran up to the living room and turned the game on and watched that this morning. So we were good. We were good. Chelsea wins. Still top of the league. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I'll turn the the page on different style of kicking. Uh, For Mississippi State, do you feel like McCord's going to be the guy the remainder of the season, or are we going to be surprised by somebody through those Mike Leach tryouts over the past few weeks? No, I think if it's not McCord, it'll be Ruiz next week or, or, or in the Egg Bowl. I think Ruiz will play next week, and if he doesn't, it'll be McCord. McCord, how big is that to get a couple of field goals, no pressure, just go out there and kick the ball, and that 42-yarder would have been good for much much longer. So that was a that was a good boost of confidence for, for him. So very good. Very good. Yeah, by the way, uh, happy that you get to pre-record your pregame show now and don't have to set up in the junction at 7 a.m. like I used to. No, we're not doing that, buddy. <laughs> we are pre-recording the whole way through, I promise. So. Attaboy. All right. Enjoy it. Thanks, Caleb. All right, anybody else in the queue here? I guess that's it. Anybody else wants to talk? I'll give you a couple more minutes. Uh, looking ahead to this week on Sports Talk Mississippi, we got a lot of good stuff. Oh, Rob Attaway will talk, and then I'll, I'll set you guys up. Rob, are you there? Rob. Hey, Brian. Hey, man. Hey, hang on one second. Get what, back what in the car. What is this? You called me. Sorry, dude. I'm, <laughs> look, look. I'm, I'm I'm at the Sonic trying to you know get my Jack Crystal Memorial uh, Route 44 uh, Happy Hour drink. There you go. Um. So what I was thinking today, uh, when you know we started breaking all of these records, is I was thinking back to like you know the the Matkin records and how when Mullen got here and started breaking <laughs> those, how it made those seem really pedestrian, and. Uh, <laughs> and now how, how all the Mullen records are starting to look really, really pedestrian. I think it's kind of funny. Well, think about but, it uh, like this. I mean, Tyler Russell set the MSU single-season passing record in 2012, and I think he finished with like 2,500 yards. I'm pretty sure I'm close to that. That's close to accurate. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was nine years ago. 
And now the, the, the single season record, by the time Rodgers is through this year, is going to be around 4,700. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he has 400 yards a game the next two games, we, you know, this game, the only egg ball in the ball game, he'll be at uh, 48 Yeah. We're in so, Timmy yeah. Chain crazy land. Yeah, I mean, he, he won't have the uh, the SEC record because that's Burrow at like fifty six, and the state of Mississippi record is as you can probably guess is Steve McNair, who was at fifty three yeah. seventy one. Rogers would have the second biggest if he if he got to forty eight. Uh, he would get ahead of uh, Willie Totten at Valley and uh, Nick Mullins, who I, I was really surprised. I thought it would be somebody from Ole Miss, but it's, it's Nick Mullins has the, for an FBS quarterback, he's at 44-76 for the 2015 year. The 2015 year, by the way, may be the greatest year for quarterbacks in the state of Mississippi's history. You had Dak Prescott, Chad Kelly threw for 4,000 yards that year, and what Mullins was doing down at uh, Southern Miss. That's crazy. All right. Uh, so, it's, it's, thanks, Rob. It's hard to believe. Good talk to you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Bob. Talk to you later. Uh, so this week on sport, this week on sports talk, uh, a lot of great egg bowl content. Uh, I have already interviewed Daniel Boyd. I don't know if we've been talking about this or not, guys. But Thursday is the 30th anniversary of the return to campus. So I wanted to talk to somebody who played in that game. So former MSU linebacker Daniel Boyd is going to join us uh, on Monday. Show former MSU offensive lineman uh, Ben Beckwith will be with us. Uh, we'll be live from Oxford, but he's going to join us on the uh, Farm Bureau phone line. We'll talk about the 2013 Egg Bowl with him. Uh, on Tuesday's show, I'm talking to Kevin Fant. We'll talk about the 2001 Egg Bowl and how he outdueled Eli Manning on that Thanksgiving night here in Starkville. Uh, Jonathan Banks is scheduled to join us on Wednesday. We'll talk about the first three of the Mullen era. Uh, I've got a couple of other texts out, so hopefully we can get some more Bulldogs to join us. I think we're going to have Neil Price on with us. Uh, John Bond will join us in studio on one day. Uh, I think it's on either, either Tuesday or Wednesday, and he'll relive some of the early 80s egg bowls as well. So we've got a ton of great content. And then on the other side of it, I mean, you know, you know that's coming. But I know we're talking to, to Deuce McAllister. We're talking to, uh, uh, I think, Stuart Patrick. So i got to sit through that. That's going to be a hell of a good time for me. Oh, that um, sounds horrible. That's, I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to it. I, I just I couldn't be more happy. Um, and then a few other guys as well. I, I think David Kellum's going to join us on Monday, uh, live from Oxford. So a lot of great stuff this week. It should be a lot of fun. It's time. It's egg bowl week. It's time to get your mind right. Uh, we should have some great podcasts this week and a lot of fun, uh, talking about the egg bowl. So I'm, re- I'm really excited about Danny Boyd. Uh, I-, I love listening to the I've guys. I've already done that era. interview. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really good to hear him talk about it. And, and the, the, the clarity that he has remembering. I mean, he, he, he was not happy when I pointed it out that it had been 30 years since that game was played, but he had a great memory of the, of that game and that, that, that historic day on campus. So you look for that, uh, later this week and it'll be on the podcast feed. Uh, as well. All right, guys. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Thunder and Lightning. I think Robbie and I might record today, but if we don't, obviously we'll have it up as quickly as possible. And we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Have a good one, guys.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.